No. Of course your health is serious. The reason I did this was to make people take the right thing seriously and give you tools to see what you know isn't going to help you. A lot of people stand to profit off you taking the wrong things really seriously. So I'm just trying to cut through those narratives. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to Health for Fitness. We are diving in to holiday survival today, which is a touchy subject for a lot of people, but I'm going to try to keep it short, sweet, concise, to the point, and hopefully I'll leave you with some actionable things that you can go implement that will make this a little bit less stressful if it is something that tends to stress you out. With that, we also have merch. There is apparel. There is a lot of apparel. I am so excited about it. And that's along with our online group workout program. That's just $27 per month. It includes three different workout tracks, gives you access to coaches, explanations for workouts, and an app to track your progress. The apparel and the group program will both be linked below if you'd like to go check that out. So let's just get into it. The holidays are weird as fuck in fitness. (laughs) I think everybody has the collective like fuck it the new year is coming attitude and if you sprinkle on you know year two of a global pandemic I think the cases of the fuck it's are at an all-time high. I wanted to give you some realistic things that you can do. I think sometimes people forget there are actually three paths that you can take with the holidays. The first two are the ones that people tend to steer down and acknowledge. It's either I'm going to stick to my guns 100% and make progress or fuck it, I'm going to lose progress, but it's already done. I don't care. My advice are 90% of people that aren't in some sort of competition season or extenuating circumstance. You should really aim to maintain your progress at this time. I will have tips and stuff if that's not something you're looking to do, but generally I think this tends to go the best. The clients that I tend to see stick to the fuck it or the all in, they don't tend to do as well as the clients that agree that they should just maintain and take it as it comes and all of that stuff. So you don't have to either bring your Tupperware to Christmas dinner or get blackout drunk and wake up next to a half-eaten Christmas cake that upon further inspection was clearly eaten with your hands. There is an in-between and the strategies that I find the most successful with clients are the ones that are realistic, but they're also really, really effective. We're looking for a high rate of return here. We're not looking for a high effort, low return. I've had one-on-one nutrition clients for quite a few holiday seasons now and want to make it clear that just because you don't stick to your plan perfectly, it doesn't mean that you're doomed. It doesn't mean anything. It's a week. Move on. If you are listening to this after the holidays and you already sort of are regretting what you did, maybe what you didn't do, take a deep breath. It's it's not that big of a deal. In five years, you're not going to think back and be like, I really fucking wish I didn't eat that last Christmas cookie. Like, no, it's not going to be a big deal. We'll start with the obvious. Planning ahead is huge. If you know you're going to be drinking, bring a water bottle and stay hydrated. If you know you won't be eating a lot of protein later, make sure that you have a little bit extra at the beginning of your day. If you know certain foods make you feel like shit, make the decision on what you are going to eat and what you are not going to eat ahead of time. Don't make the decision in front of the plate. With that, I know that planning ahead can be tough because of outside sources, especially around the holidays. You're gathering with family. Family tends to be comfortable. Family can be insulting. We love them. But God, they say some wild shit, right? So if someone's giving you a lot of shit about some guns that you are sticking to, if you're having a hard time with that or you have a hard time setting that boundary, I find the most effective like cop-out type answer where it's non-confrontational is to just say that, oh my gosh, that's been killing my stomach lately. Like I'm trying to stay away from that. Whatever's in that, it just messes with me. If you sort of claim discomfort over quote unquote dieting, 
that makes people more comfortable and that's not a good thing but we're not here to solve all the issues of the world right now we're here to get you through the situation understand that if you claim an issue that is not related directly to you trying to be healthy or whatever it's not going to trigger anything in the other person that they are not doing that they wish they were and it makes it a lot easier for people and this is sort of the super vanilla no confrontation way you can totally tell people to fuck off i don't know how your family operates wherever you are on that spectrum make sure you set that boundary because it's your body no one has to live with how you feel after except for you this is probably one of the best tips i give clients year round i love this tip and it's so simple not arriving anywhere starving changes the entire game so many of the people i have worked with will not eat all day in an attempt to like save calories for later and this can backfire for a number of reasons but just kind of think of this logically (laughs) have you ever not eaten all day and then gotten home the first thing you do is you find the most convenient easy to grab thing you can find in your cabins and you shove it directly into your face because you are starving you're not making decisions you are making moves all right it's a way different So if you go to a party starving and then there's all of this amazing food in front of you, what makes you think you're going to make a better decision in front of home-cooked, decadent, amazing food than you would with your pantry? You're not going to. So don't set yourself up to have to do so. This is the same idea as going grocery shopping when you're hungry. Don't fucking do that either. I've done it. I own all of aisle nine now. It's embarrassing. We don't want to arrive places hungry because we don't want to have our hunger making the decisions we want to be in charge slightly spoil your appetite the example that i always use is when you go to a restaurant and you get like a really small appetizer or starter salad or whatever it is it's not a full meal but you eat it and you're no longer excited for your entree to come like you were when you walked into the restaurant that's what we're doing here but intentionally we've all done the thing where we overeat on appetizers and we're like we don't even freaking want the dinner because by the time it gets there you realize how full you are It takes a hot second, so give your body a hot second to realize that it is not starving. I recommend a protein shake before you head out the door. Have literally anything that is going to just put something into your stomach of substance, and it's going to make it so much easier when you look at all of this amazing food, and you can consciously make the decision of what is worth it to you and what is not, rather than just loading up on everything because you're not thinking about it. You're thinking about satiating your hunger, which is natural. That's human. But if we want to be more in control we have to put ourselves in a position to be in control and that's how i have found is the best way to do that so once you're actually at this party you're ready to fill your plate loading up on veggies is such an easy way to fill up and still indulge when you are making your plate at a holiday this is my recommendation take double veggies if half your plate is full of vegetables a quarter is filled with like some sort of protein you can fill the other quarter of your plate with literally whatever the fuck you want and it's not going to kill you i promise with this strategy you can also go back for seconds which who the fuck doesn't want to go back for seconds when there's all this amazing food you can go back for seconds and if half your plate is like a very normal vegetable if it's like fried brussels sprouts with like a chipotle mayo on it no that's probably not where we're going with this that being said vegetables are not high calorie so if you fill your whole plate with high calorie foods say that's a thousand calories if half your plate is now vegetables you just cut that down 
by at least 20 to 30%. And that's what allows you to go indulge in seconds and a dessert and whatever you feel good about because you are filled up on something that is not super calorically dense. If you don't want to worry about like what you put on your plate, things like that, focus on what you can add in rather than take away. And this is a strategy I use with a lot of people that either have a really emotionally charged relationship with food or someone that does not want to track. Or I also use this when talking to kids. We want to focus on what we can add. We don't want to think about taking away because that feels restrictive and that feels like you're not celebrating. We want to add in an extra glass of water before our next drink. We wanna add in veggies on our plate to take up some room. We wanna add in a break between our first and second plate to evaluate our hunger. We wanna add in a zero calorie mixer to our shot to slow us down so we don't end up face down on your grandma's lawn. We want to add, okay? And it's such an easy strategy. If you think about adding in instead of taking away, you're not thinking about what you're missing out on. You're thinking about things that you can add in that are going to make this situation better. Just that mindset shift can be massive. If you can set yourself up to succeed without restriction, watch how much easier everything becomes. It's so much easier to tell yourself that you want something rather than you cannot have something. So that brings us to alcohol. Alcohol is super tricky. It's highly personal choice. I have absolutely no judgment, but I do know how it affects things. (laughs) Think of alcohol as another macronutrient. It is a macronutrient. However, it is not listed in your protein carb fat allowance because I'm not giving you an alcohol allowance every day and like hoping you fill it. That doesn't make any fucking sense. But alcohol is seven calories per gram. For reference, fat has nine and protein and carbs have four. I don't expect you to track holiday meals and it's kind of a memories over macros thing. If that makes you uncomfortable to not track your holiday meals, you may want to kind of look into it because this is something I run into honestly like every holiday season is I'll have one person that's terrified to not track and not like oh like I think I want to track like it's good and it's fun and like if I go over no biggie if you are terrified to not track your food you may be using tracking as a little bit of a crutch and this is a good time of year that points that out so if you are dead set on tracking and it's not because like you don't have plans or you're not going until next week it's not for an extenuating circumstance I would recommend just taking a little bit of a deeper look at it and I'll leave it there. Alcohol is one of those things that it is not really just the alcohol. And I find that any of my clients that are heavy drinkers, it's not really the alcohol that tends to put them over. And people have a really hard time wrapping their head around this. Think about a night of drinking and we'll use the holiday party as an example, right? You get there, you have your zero calorie mixer with your clear liquor and like you're set to go and you're excited. And then you're two or three drinks in and someone's making margaritas. And that sounds great at this point. So you have a margarita. And then someone orders pizza because it's getting late and people are like ready to eat again and no one really cares what they're eating because everyone's been drinking. You smash down two or three slices of pizza into your face. You don't even clock the pizza as something that you should consider or not because you're drinking and you're having fun. And that's actually okay. In a general circumstance, what then tends to happen is you go home. Okay, now you're hungry again. You make mac and cheese. Cool, you wake up the next morning. You're hungover as fuck, obviously, because you stopped drinking your water because you were drinking too much. Then you hit McDonald's. Hangover cure, Diet Coke from McDonald's. Oh my God. When I used to drink, ooh, this hits. But you hit McDonald's for the Diet Coke, you slap in a McGriddle just for shits. Then you already ate the McGriddle for lunch. You don't give a shit. You're back out. 
get takeout, then the day is ruined, so on and so forth. It's the carry on. And this is not just for alcohol. This is actually for the holidays in general. If you can keep things to a specific instance, it's generally not an issue. When these things begin to bleed and they begin to take on more life and more time, that's when things begin to add up. We wanna prevent things from adding up. We don't wanna prevent having fun in the first place. So my recommendation with alcohol is to make some non-negotiables and these will be different for everybody. I have an Irish as fuck family. Everyone loves to drink, it's a lot of fun. At parties, most people know I'm not really a drinker and that's been fine. But if your family is kind of pushy or they like are just big partiers and you want to partake, it doesn't really have to be like a you against them thing. You could totally just want to have a lot of fun. I just suggest setting some non-negotiables because it gives you a guideline and it doesn't set you up to feel like you failed. If the guidelines are simple and they're totally doable while still having a good time, you're gonna feel like you succeeded and you're less likely to get that bleed into the rest of your next few days if you feel like you did good. If you hold yourself to, I'm only gonna have a half a drink and I'm gonna drink 68 ounces of water after and I'm not gonna have a cookie after and like all of these crazy things, you're gonna set yourself up to feel like you failed. That is the number one trigger for continuing to fail. We don't wanna add fuel to any sort of guilty fire. We wanna set ourselves reasonable boundaries. Some examples, I will only drink zero calorie mixers. I will only have X amount of drinks. I will only have mixed drinks, not shots. I will not let X person bother me to the point that I drink more. Whatever you pick, make it non-negotiable, but make it reasonable. The food available and just the holidays in general, I think is really emotional for people this time of year, good or bad. It's, you know, the secret family recipe that is like, you know, let's just be honest, whoever made it up just added a metric fuck ton of butter and that's why it's so good but it's a secret. Then there's also the other side of it that can be really, really hard for people. If you've lost a loved one, if Christmas or the holidays in general were just not a good time growing up, those things can trigger a lot. You can kind of insert whatever emotional trauma you have here. I think we all have something that emotionally ties us to the holidays and it can be good, it can be bad, but we do not need to do anything. And that's a really hard pill for people to swallow. You don't have to eat your grandmother's famous blah 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 butter stick it doesn't actually matter and yes you can go as far as like faking it and like pretending you had some or whatever but in all honesty I think people are so willing to please people around them and I am a thousand percent guilty of this please do not think I am talking on a high horse people are so worried that they will cause conflict we let that bleed into our actions in the sense that we no longer feel we have any authority over what we can or can't do. And that's fucking insane because I swear a lot in this podcast, I would assume most of you are adults. If you're not an adult, yikes, where are your parents? You drove yourself there. You go back to work in a few days. You have a life and you can't say no to someone who's trying to shove a cookie in your face. The caveat to this is if you want the cookie, take it. I'm not saying that. I am saying succumbing to the guilt of other people is a really big problem this time of year. And I think the emotions running high just kind of exasperates that whole thing. So like I said before, there's ways to eat whatever you want while also aiming for the best possible outcome. Let's talk about me for a hot second. I have these bullet points on my success list and these have always worked pretty well for me around the holidays. A lot of this comes from what we've talked about so far of sort of aiming aiming to not sabotage yourself, but not looking to make any massive strides. These are mine. 
each meal that includes protein, I have a bigger serving size of that protein. I know that I tend to steer away from protein if I'm not tracking or paying attention to it. So that's something I automatically do. I pick a sweet and a savory for my plate and then I use the rest of it for protein and veggies and just more like day-to-day foods. Like if there's like potatoes or whatever it is, I don't limit myself, but I try to pick the two things that look the best to me rather than going down the line and picking as I go and as I see things. I survey everything before, what looks the best, what is worth it to me, I go from there only have zero calorie mixers if I do drink, but because I don't, what I will actually do is I will use the zero calorie mixers to make like mocktail type things and I'll make it look like a drink and I find that I don't get bothered and it is fun and it tastes good and it's zero calories, so everyone wins. This is also super helpful if you are a big drinker. Zero calorie mixers are awesome because zero times one is the same as zero times 100. So if you're having one drink or you're having a 100 drinks, you're just gonna be taking on the calories from the liquor itself. I'm going to take a big deep breath here. Okay. Just because the liquor is clear does not mean it does not have calories. I've had to clarify this more times than I care to tell you. And please just know it still has calories. Okay. Thank you. And the last thing that I do is I aim to get extra veggies in at any meal when I can. So this is just the best secret weapon I have. The more I can eat vegetables, the more I can eat of the other stuff, but I won't. And that's kind of why the dynamic works. The vegetables are typically not like dry boiled vegetables at holidays. Like usually they are cooked in oil or butter or whatever, and it makes them taste good. And that's totally fine. If I fill up on veggies and I'm totally good with that, then I can have as much of whatever else I want because I'm not going to be as hungry for it. And it just balances everything else really, really nicely when I do this. The small efforts during this time of year are absolutely key. If we feel like we are putting in little efforts here and there to work towards our goal, we're a lot more likely to avoid the whole like screw it thing. And that's what tends to lead people to go overboard and it bleeds into the following days. We're enjoying an occasion and we'll be back to our veggies and our push-ups soon enough. If there's one thing I can leave you with, it is that you are the product of what you do on average. You are not the product of a day. You are not the product of a super great day or a super shitty day. What you do on average is what will shine through. If on average you eat like a jackass, you're going to look like a jackass. If on average you're putting in a fair amount of effort, that is going to shine through. One day is not going to take that away. If you were perfect 100% of the time when it wasn't a holiday, the holidays wouldn't be an issue. But this isn't the case for most people. So think about this. Christmas Eve, Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Those are the most popular gathering times. If you act like an absolute asshole, you eat whatever you want. You are face down in a pie on the front lawn by the time that Christmas is over and you get right back on track the next day, you will see nothing change. You may see your scale spike. You may see short-term things. In a week or two, absolutely nothing will happen. It's never the day itself that wrecks people. It's the drag. If you are going to bring home leftovers and you have no idea how you'll control yourself over this specific food because you love it so much, don't bring them home. If they are already home, either portion them out individually. And if you find yourself eating all of the portions at once, get rid of it. It's not a waste to throw away food. 
it is a waste to overconsume and make yourself feel like garbage. And if you do have a really hard time throwing away food, that's totally understandable, but that's not an excuse either. Bring it to work, bring it to a neighbor, bring it to a place that helps people who don't have holiday food. There are options to not stuff yourself when you don't actually want to. It is not a waste to get rid of food. It is a waste to overindulge and undo the work you've already done. Check out the apparel, the workout program, all of it below. I will see you in the next one, guys, and have the happiest of holidays. Bye, guys. 